It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Vikings. As always, I am your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. It is wonderful to be back talking to you guys about football. I took a little bit of a week hiatus after the draft just as a quick like recuperation because I did eight shows in a row. Uh, so we are back to the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday schedule, and we will be on that all the way into and through the 2019 NFL season. As always, you can find me on Twitter at LukeBronNFL. You can find the show on Twitter at LockedOnVikings. And just first of all, I just want to say to everybody who hung out through the whole draft process and all the pre-draft stuff and all the mock draft Mondays and, and prospect a day, and especially to people who are, are new to the show and, and listened during the actual draft weekend and, and the week leading up to the draft and are now sticking around, I just want to say thank you to all you guys who, who hung out and participated in stuff and, and responded on Twitter and, and talked to me about everything. It's really awesome to have like an audience that you know we can have like a discourse with it's really cool and thank you guys so much for hanging out and listening and and being loyal and listening to my voice drone on every single day it is so so awesome so i've been gone for about a week and i have some stuff that i missed and i need to catch up on it so we are going to have a little bit of a catch-up day and then hopefully if we have time we'll be able to go over the things that uh are going to be discussed essentially from now all the way up until training camp there are currently 89 minnesota vikings on the roster that is something uh the last time that i had an episode i I went over the undrafted free agents and i erroneously thought that marshawn diggs was an undrafted free agent turns out he was just a rookie tryout so the vikings are only at 89 instead of the maximum 90 uh, I am recording this during rookie minicamp, so I'm not sure if there were any signings there. If, if there's anything that I missed by the time this actually airs, I'll talk about it on the Tuesday show. Um, but as we speak right now, there are 89 Minnesota Vikings. And so the next two and a half months, basically, are going to be spent getting to know each and every one of those guys pretty closely and, and getting to know their stories and where they came from and how they play and, and what to expect from them in the preseason or beyond if they are to make it that far. Uh, this is going to be kind of a lull for a lot of Vikings content, but I want to make a point to make it so that this show does not slow down one bit over even the, the most boring times of the offseason. Uh, there are so many stories on this roster and so many people coming from so many different places. Uh, it's actually kind of nice that we have all the time in the world to really dive in. Uh, but first, I uh, let's let's talk about some of the things that happened over the course of the last week. So I think as I speak right now, nine or 10 of the draft picks are signed. Uh, Austin cutting the long snapper from air force is still kind of dealing with, uh, his like service responsibilities. He's made it very clear that like that will come first and then football will come second. And we kind of have to just wait and see, you know, the, the service can kind of find ways to make it so that like maybe cutting is stationed near, uh, Egan and can participate in training camp, and if not, not, and, and we'll kind of keep you updated as that unfolds. Um, but, you know, Kevin McDermott is under contract for the next couple of years, so worst comes to worst, this whole camp battle, this long snapper battle is just, like, delayed. Uh, and I think the only other draft pick that isn't signed is Garrett Bradbury, who has a 
first round contract. That is a bigger cap number. And I believe as it stands right now, before he can ink a deal, the Vikings do need to make a little bit of space. But that amount of space, I think it's less than $2 million in cap space. And there's like a hundred different ways you can go about that. Uh, You can scroll back to some of the, I think it was like the January, maybe February content where we talked about like cap saving moves and stuff um, to get more information on what the Vikings can do. There's a bunch of different ways to solve that problem. and, And very many of them have no effect to little effect on the actual state of the roster. You know, they don't have to trade someone to make cap space. They can just convert $2 million of someone's salary to a signing bonus and call it a day. So draft picks are signed. And the other kind of major contract news in the world of the Minnesota Vikings this week is that Laquan Treadwell's fifth-year option was not picked up, and nobody really thought it was going to be. He's been really an abject failure as a first-round draft pick, and arguably, I mean, if he was a fifth-round draft pick, he would be, like, meeting expectations. It's been pretty bleak, and there's a lot of reasons for that. We, you know, if, if he does end up, like, leaving the Vikings or getting, you know, not making the team, or I don't think that will happen, but, you know, we'll do a moratorium on him when the time is more appropriate. But for now, really all that means is that he does not have a $10 million contract in the year 2020. His contract will end in 2019, and in all likelihood, he leaves for a fresh start somewhere else. There were not a lot of uh, fifth-year options comparatively picked up in the 2016 draft it turned out to be a really rough draft class so you know it's for whatever comfort that is worth everybody else screwed up theirs too you know you had picks like Artie Burns and Paxton Lynch down there uh there were a lot Jermaine Fetty, like guys that are all gonna hit free agency now and probably not command the contracts that their fifth year options would have been worth uh, and the other piece of Vikings news that we have to go over is more of a rumor uh, somebody reported, I think it was Chris Tomasin from Pioneer Press, reported that J. Ron Curse would be moved to Will Linebacker versus like his safety kind of nickel role. And uh, my, my thought on that is, well, for one, J. Ron Curse himself like responded and was like, well, who's your source? So I don't even know if that's true. I also don't know if that distinction is important. I think it's more of a label than it is an actual change in what his responsibilities would be. Because when he was in, you know, I call it a three safety look, you would have like Anthony Harris, Harrison Smith, and J. Ron Curse on the field. And you'd have J. Ron Curse like cover the slot corner, or sometimes he would literally line up like as the weak side linebacker. Uh, and sometimes he would play, like, elsewhere in the secondary. He would drop into weird zones and stuff. He was kind of used as a more, like, versatile utility player because he's he's just barely big enough to be a linebacker and just barely small enough to be a safety. He's really straddling that line, which means that, like, you can— and he has, like, the athleticism to use him in really any of those positions. And, like, just check his Twitter feed. He will not be shy about telling you that himself either. Uh, so it, I, I think that like the way the Vikings used J. Ron Curse in 2018, if you want to call that Will linebacker, go for it. But essentially, that's going to be the same thing as you know, big nickel. Some people called it or a three safety look. Or now your base package just has J. Ron Curse instead of like Eric Wilson or Ben Gedeon or whatever. Um, and I think J. Ron Curse is good enough against the run where it like it, it kind of does make sense. It's it lets you be in a pseudo nickel package even in moments where like the opposing team has come out with like two running backs or two tight ends or something like that. Um, And I think it just means that you, you know, it's a way to put better players on the field. And I think that that makes sense no matter what you call it. 
So basically what I'm going to do today is is kind of describe how I'm going to I'm, I'm going to kind of set up how I'm going to go over the whole roster here. There are 89 players. That's a lot of people to talk about and a lot of people that you probably don't care about or don't even know about. It's like Adam Biznawati and random undrafted free agents that you might not be very familiar with, but they all have cool stories and they're worth telling. So I am going to uh, basically go over how I'm going to organize that and talk a little bit about like how I plan to cover those players because I think it'll be different than a lot of people will be doing and they're like training camp previews, but basically training camp is the next thing that's coming up. You know, the, the off season is already like more complete than it feels like. So I'm going to step away to a quick ad break and then I'll get into the nitty gritty of it. I'll see you all in a second. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Locked On Podcast Network in this crazy, unprecedented and unnerving time. I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. Okay, we are back. So if you have been following me on Twitter over the last few weeks, you have probably seen something about a, a roster tier system that I have been kind of working on workshopping and playing around with. Um, I haven't talked about it on the show yet because it wasn't ready, but I think it is now. Uh, so here is basically the point of it. I, I want to break down the roster into tiers of kind of pull position. Basically say this is where everybody is starting out. And over the course of training camp and the preseason as things change and, and, you know, sometimes competitions become less like competitions and sometimes things that weren't competitions suddenly become competitions. You know, I'm looking at you, Nick Easton and Alex Boone from a couple years ago. And I think that's going to be like probably the best way to track the progress of position battles. I think a, a lot of people when they're talking about position battles, they just kind of pick out the key battles, you know, what's going to happen at wide receiver three, what's going to happen, you know, between CJ Ham and Alexander Madison, for example. What's going to happen between Stephen Weatherly and Everson Griffin and stuff? And I think breaking down the entire roster in a certain level of of kind of these are your starters, these are your guys are hopefully starters, these are your backups, these are guys trying to make the roster, etc. Uh, I think is a better way to like be more comprehensive about all of that stuff. So if you go to my Twitter feed, I believe the the pinned tweet at the top of my profile will have this information for you to follow along. I'll link it, the tweet in the show notes anyways, uh, so you can definitely find it. But essentially, I broke this down based on like what team I think they're going to be playing with throughout most of training camp and the preseason. So guys like, you know, Eric Kendricks and Daniil Hunter and Stefan Diggs, they will exclusively be with the ones, right? They will very rarely be taking reps with the twos. Something drastic would have to happen or change for them to start like purposefully taking reps with the second team because there are players ahead of them on the depth chart. So I call that the starter tier. These guys are entrenched. You know, Kirk Cousins is not going to be t- t- taking reps with the second team. That's not happening. 
And so I think sorting all those guys out is useful because those are not going to be people, you know, fighting for their jobs. They aren't people with anything to prove. They're people who are using training camp in the preseason to, you know, learn new techniques, learn new stuff, you know, play around, experiment. Aaron Rodgers is famous for this. He'll always throw way more interceptions in practice because he uses that time to, like, really push the envelope and take riskier throws he wouldn't take in a game situation to see what he can get away with. Uh, And I think to a degree, everybody is kind of trying that stuff over this time of year if they don't have to win a position battle. And so people in the starter tier, you know, that would include like Daniil Hunter, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, guys that don't have to worry about their jobs. Uh, Beneath the starter tier, there is the competition tier. These are people who are in position battles with a starting job on the line. And the way I define that is people that I expect to be taking some reps with the first team, but not all of them. And, you know, for the sake of simplicity, I, I figured I would count uh, sub package roles as starting roles. So like the third linebacker, that's probably going to be a battle between Eric Wilson and Ben Gedeon. And I guess maybe Jaron curse, although that seemed to be kind of like a weird rumor. So I'm waiting for that to be like made official or to actually see it on the field before I add him to that battle in an official capacity. But maybe he's there too, but like those people will be, you know, playing alongside Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks when the Vikings base defense is practicing. Uh, similarly, when the when the nickel defense is practicing, Mackenzie Alexander and Mike Hughes will probably split those first team reps, and you'll have like a true blue position battle there. Who's going to win? I'm not really predicting that right now, um, and I actually would have to think about it pretty hard to have a prediction I felt good about in that particular case. Um, I put Laquan Treadwell in the competition tier. And even though I don't think anybody else beyond Diggs, Thielen, and Treadwell is guaranteed a roster spot, so I didn't put anybody else with that competition, with Treadwell in that competition tier, I don't think Treadwell automatically gets all the first team reps in the three wide receiver sets in training camp. I think they will rotate other people out, and whoever excels will kind of become his chief, chief competition, and when that happens, I'll update the roster tiers. A lot of people, when I when I posted this, asked a about Treadwell. Hey, why isn't Treadwell like? Why are you saying he has like a legitimate shot to start? I think they will give him a shot. I don't think he'll win. I think whoever excels from the group of wide receivers of like Chad Beebe and Zilstra and like the draft picks and stuff, I think that that person you know will have a pretty good chance to beat Treadwell. But I do think Treadwell is in the fight. That doesn't mean anything about whether or not I think he'll win it. Uh, and the other question that people asked was about Everson Griffin and Stephen Weatherly. They say, hey, why didn't you put those guys in the competition tier? And it's because I don't think Everson Griffin is going to you know be playing with the second team. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. If we see him start to take significant second team reps, I'll swallow my pride and I'll switch it and, and say, okay. Okay, that is now an honest-to-goodness competition for a starting role. Now, I think Stephen Weatherly can cut into Griffin's snaps, depending on how age is affecting him, depending on how, you know, last year's issues are still affecting him, and how much Stephen Weatherly can grow over the course of, like, the offseason and since last year. Uh, but right now, I think you're going to see Everson Griffin take all the one snaps and Stephen Weatherly take all the two snaps, and then they will, you know, fluctuate from there depending on what happens. But this is pole position. That's how things are probably going to start. If I'm wrong, I'll change it. Uh, But that's why I didn't put those two on the same, like, competition tier. So the tier I did put Stephen Weatherly in is the backup tier. This is where you have people who are not going to get cut. You're not going to cut Stephen Weatherly at this point. Uh, but they're also, like, not going to be taking any reps with the ones, and they're not, like, legitimately competing for, uh, you know, every down starting job. This is where I put Alexander Madison, you know, and uh, guys like 
Drew Samia. You know, he is not going to get cut. The Vikings are not going to cut fourth-round picks very often. Willie Beaver's situations are very few and far between, and I feel pretty good betting against them in most scenarios. So Drew Samia, isn't, he's not like fighting for a roster spot in the same way that somebody like, you know, maybe Brett Jones is or uh, Ole Udo. Um, he is base, but he's like not really competing for a start either. I think right now the first team offensive line is going to be uh, Riley Reef, Pat Elfline at left guard, Garrett Bradbury at center, Josh Klein at right guard, Brian O'Neill at right tackle. And I think that's going to be your first team offensive line. I don't think those reps are going to cycle at all until Drew Samia shows, oh, he's like more ready than we thought. Maybe we'll slip, you know, we'll switch him out with Josh Klein or whatever. And when that happens, I'll change it. But right now I think that that's going to be your first team offensive line. uh, And they're going to try to keep that as consistent as possible, you know, barring the odd like change between Bradbury and Elfline, you know, depending on what they see in OTAs and stuff. So I didn't put anybody in the competition tier there, but I think Drew Samia belongs in the backup tier, and somebody like Rashad Hill belongs in the backup tier. He is not going to challenge Brian O'Neill or Riley Reef at this point. Those two have surpassed him pretty comfortably, but he's also not going to get cut for the likes of somebody like, you know, Aviant Collins or like an undrafted free agent. The point of these guys is if applicable for like Stephen Weatherly, you know, their preseason and training camp stuff is determining how many reps they take away from the starter in front of them. You know, if Stephen Weatherly has a very good camp, he might take reps away from Everson Griffin. I think the same thing applies to like Alexander Madison. If he does really, really well in camp, he is now, you know, in the team that will mean the team that is, is more comfortable putting him in on more snaps and that's less snaps for Dalvin Cook. And that's kind of what is at stake for people in the back up tier unless you're like a backup quarterback or a guy like Rashad Hill and you're just kind of you know waiting to you're you're just kind of trying to stay healthy and and hone your craft and hopefully bide your time for an opportunity to start later or in the event of an injury so moving beyond that there is the roster bubble tier this is where I put the players that I think if they have a good preseason they make the team and if they have a bad preseason they don't make the team I put like every wide receiver on the roster like this I put every draft pick from uh, round five onward in this tier, because I think like if you take like a sixth round pick like Armin Watts, if Armin Watts blows out the preseason, he's making the team. But if he stinks, they'll cut him. And they've cut sixth round picks plenty in the past and fifth round and seventh round picks plenty in the past. So like that is kind of where those later day three picks belong. I also put uh, AAF players here because I don't really know what their status will be. I thought maybe they belong in the long shot tier. Maybe they belong in the roster bubble tier, but just because that's such a weird place to come from and it's kind of an unprecedented situation, I threw them in the roster bubble tier for the time being, but if they end up, you know, taking all the reps only on like special teams or all the reps with the threes or something, I'll move them down uh, if I find it to be appropriate. But essentially, these guys are going to be, you know, maybe rotating in snaps with the second team, uh, maybe rotating in, you know, from the third team or like beyond or anything like that. But it's mostly going to be your third teamers, you know, your third and fourth quarter of the preseason. And honestly, the guys in this tier are the ones I'm most excited to cover uh, when we get to the kind of the next part of, of planning this. And then finally, there's the long shot tier. These are people who were on the practice squad last year. I put all those guys in the long shot tier uh, because like they didn't make the team last year and something needs to change for them to do it. And essentially, that's like how I am defining this. Like you're going to take all your snaps with the third team or, uh, you know, after the third team, if there's enough for there to be like four different units uh, and and essentially For you to make the 53-man roster, something has to be different than it is right now. Either an injury happens in front of you, or you excel more than we thought, and then you, like, leapfrog somebody. You know, if if 
Storm Norton or like Adam Bisnuati is going to make the roster, they're going to have to leapfrog Rashad Hill. If that happens, something surprised us. And that's why you go into the long shot tier. Those guys, if they have a good preseason, they make the practice squad. And if they don't, they are cut and it's on to the next uh, opportunity. This is also where I put all of the undrafted free agents. I think for an undrafted free agent to make the 53-man roster, they have to surprise somebody. And they have to, that, that probably equates to a surprise cut of some sort or, you know, knocking off a veteran or knocking somebody else out of the practice squad or going through the practice squad to the active roster, a la, you know, Anthony Harris when he, uh, I think he spent the first, his, his rookie season on the practice squad, if I remember right. You have to kind of take like an unconventional path to the actual 53-man roster. So that's how the roster tiers work. And I'm going to be referencing that a lot. And I'll always point back to this episode. So you can always go to the pin tweet where I wrote all of those descriptions down or just listen to this segment of the podcast again if you need a fresher, a refresher. But for the next like few months, I'm going to be referring to those definitions quite a bit. Uh, and again, if you have any like issues with where I put somebody here, remember that my logic is not necessarily where I think they'll end up. It's where I think they're starting right now. You know, are they going to take any reps with the ones? Realistically, are they going to be taking first team reps? If the answer is no, they do not belong in the competition tier or the starter tier. And, you know, kind of ask yourselves questions through that lens, and it should be pretty easy to sort all of these people out. So I'm going to step away one more time to an ad break. And when I come back, I'll talk a little bit more about our plans for breaking down the entire roster. And I'll show you a little bit of background on like me when I was a writer and me as a podcaster and stuff and talking about like, why I care about, you know, even the smallest guys on the roster who are totally never going to make the team. So I'll see you guys in a second. I'm like way late for an ad break. So I do have to step away. See you guys soon. Okay. So let's get into the nitty gritty of how I'm going to do this. So here's the plan. And this is going to be a plan that probably takes us all the way up to late July and into training camp. Uh, Aside from covering the odd news that'll pop up here and there, there's not going to be a lot in June and July. There might be an injury at OTAs or something like that. And when OTAs are going on, I'll, I'll talk about them, you know, when we have shows scheduled but I'm not going to cover them as like with the zeal that I covered the draft or anything like that. Uh, because, you know, mostly people are going to be resting and learning the playbooks and stuff. And you're going to have, you know, it's it's going to be May and June and stuff. It's like a huge sports lull. So we have all the time in the world to kind of research all of these new Vikings that you haven't heard of. This is not a time to endlessly debate how good is Diggs going to be this year? How good is Kirk Cousins going to be this year? We've, you know, been able to debate that since January, and we have spoken pretty extensively about, uh, you know, Cousins and the defense and the offensive line and everything like that and what happened in 2018. Rehashing those arguments is, I think, the way that a lot of publications will create filler content over the summer, and that's not what I'm going to do. I think you guys deserve better than that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take every single man on the 89-man roster, maybe 90 if something changes after rookie minicamp, and maybe something has by the time you're listening to this, I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm going to take every single player who is slated to come to Vikings training camp, and I'm going to break them down for you. This will not be an evaluation, per se. Uh, if you want an evaluation, uh, you can either find my recap of their position group over the uh, course of like January, Um, If they played in 2018, if they were a draft pick, you can find my draft recap podcasts. And if they were uh, acquired in some other way, like free agency or through the AAF, or if, you know, rookie minicamp comes up and I have to talk about that, I, I will have evaluative takes 
on each and every one of the players that have that has joined the Vikings through free agency, and that should cover everybody. So if you're interested in that, go find those podcasts. That's where you where you'll get my take. But filling a podcast with stuff that I've already said is not going to be very good uh, a very good entertainment product. So we're gonna get into the stories. You know, I think uh, Alexander Madison's a great example here because when he was drafted, I had a pretty negative opinion of that as a draft pick and, and kind of still do. I don't think that it matched the value at all, but that's not what we're going to talk about with Alexander Madison. We're not going to break down if he's going to, you know, live up to the the expectations that come with being picked at number 102. He, we're not going to talk about if he's going to play enough to justify a draft slot that high. We're not going to talk about any of that. We're going to talk about his story, where he came from, and what he hopes to accomplish. You know, we're not going to talk about... Uh, we would have no reason to really talk like evaluatively about Storm Norton. He's not going to make the team. There's a very, very low chance of that happening unless he really comes in and surprises us. But it's worth talking about, you know, where Storm Norton came from or where Richard Cliette came from. Do you know who Richard Cliette is? Do you know what position he plays? Do you know who Curtis Cothran is? Do you know what college Alexander Hollins came from? Uh, do you know why it's su- such a unique thing for Darren Smith to be here in an NFL training camp? These are stories that are worth telling. So what we're going to do, we'll, we'll hit every 80, every man on the 89-man roster, and that includes Kirk Cousins and Stephon Diggs and Daniil Hunter. And I'm going to try my best to find stuff that, you know, people don't know about those guys. And I think, you know, for certain players like Cousins and like Adam Thielen, we all pretty much know a lot about their personal lives and stuff. So I'll try to find unique ways to cover like the entrenched starters, but by and large, I'm going to spend less time on them and, and less effort on covering them because we already know like everything about, you know, Riley Reef, you know, and Brian O'Neill. We know he came in last year and he was light and he had to gain weight and he ate peanut butter sandwiches at 3 a.m. And like that is cool and, and stories worth telling, but I'm going to try to find something different, something that uh, even the most diehard Vikings fans haven't heard of. Can't guarantee that I will be successful in that because people know the, their team very well, but by and large, I'm going to be focusing on telling the stories of people like, honestly, like Alexander Madison, who has an incredible story. And, you know, people like Tyler Conklin, who now has a really, he's in a really weird spot. And it's worth talking about that because, you know, he made the 53-man roster, but now another second-round pick has been added to that mix and nobody else is is really looking to give up their spot. What happens to Tyler Conklin? And how did he get to this point? And, And, you know, that's worth recapping and just spending a moment looking at them as players instead of as assets to the Vikings. So we're going to kind of shift our paradigm here. And and I think that's probably the best way to put it. We are not looking at these guys as assets to the Vikings like we have throughout all of like free agency and the draft and stuff and talking about like, should they draft a tight end or should they extend Kyle Rudolph and all that? That's all talking about players as assets. But now we're going to talk about them as humans. And I'm really excited about this. I have done this series since the 2015 training camp lead up uh, you know, when I talked about guys like Zach Kieran and, you know, is Linval Joseph going to recover from the bullet wound of last year and storylines like that. And at that time I was posting them as text posts on Reddit. I'm sure if you went through, if you dug up my Reddit account and found them, you could, you could go find all my old bad takes. Um, but you know, I, I think I'm pretty sure I called Thielen getting cut that year. But then I, you know, I uh, hooked up with Purple PTSD and started writing for them, and and I started doing the the series with a little bit more vigor. And now this has kind of been something that I do every year, and I always get really excited about it because all of these stories are really fantastic and they're worth telling. 
and you know I I love the preseason I know a lot of people get really bored by the fourth preseason game because like oh these guys aren't going to make the team why do I care about watching them play and it's because for those guys it's their Super Bowl I mean it's the same reason we watch shows like Hard Knocks and All or Nothing because in in that fourth preseason game at least for Hard Knocks like that is the climax of the show and it's the climax of a lot of these guys careers because if they have a bad game you know against the third team of the Tennessee Titans then that could be it for their entire football playing careers their their high school effort all of the blood sweat and tears they poured into college they were superstars all throughout that and then they don't even make a roster and that's it and they're selling insurance those are high stakes higher stakes i think than in a random playoff game where you know if you lose it stinks but you get to go back you know run it back and try again next year a lot of these guys don't have that luxury in the preseason and i think it's worth talking about where they're headed, and where they came from. So that is my nice uh, little rant about why the preseason is cool and why I think it's worth it to talk about all these guys. And, you know, if you're not interested in, in like, the human side of these guys and, you, and you're really more interested in, in evaluation and, and debating, you know, kind of ad nauseum if the O-line is going to be good enough, then this might not be the show for you for the next couple of months. And I hope I see you, uh, you know, come actual training camp and preseason time when we have more to talk about. And if that's the case, that's great. I'm happy for you. Uh, you know, there's a lot of podcasts that can give you that. And, and you know, I'll miss you and hopefully you come back, but no hard feelings. This is just, I think, the best story worth telling in June uh, when the football season is at its driest. So I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys stick around for it over the summer months. Uh, and I hope that you can come to enjoy it. We are going to start doing this tomorrow. I'm going to talk about, I think right now it's going to be Cole Hikutini and I haven't really decided who else it's going to be, but... Uh, yeah, it's going to kick off and then we'll have, you know, if you do the math, if we can talk about two or three players on each show, that should take us right up to training camp and we can really get up close and personal with everybody on the roster. And then when you see somebody made a cool play in training camp, hopefully that context will make it that much more meaningful. Uh, so that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Vikings. It is awesome to be back. Thank you guys for your patience with the little hiatus that I had to take personally. Uh, I will be back full on schedule four days a week, daily everything you need uh, uploaded in the morning just the way it was uh, and hopefully we won't have to do that again for a good while uh, as always you can find me on twitter at luke brown nfl and you can find the show on twitter at locked on vikings you can find this show on any podcast app you like and if you don't like podcast apps you can always just ask your smart device like alexa or siri Hey, play podcast Locked on Vikings. I will see you all tomorrow. Hopefully we'll do some really fun storytelling. And as always, Skull. Hey, Locked on Minnesota listeners. This is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked on Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked on Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked on Wild to your device every day.